Greetings everyone and my name is Dr Asha and I'd like to welcome you to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode number nine. everyone thanks again for tuning in i really appreciate the time you take out of your busy schedules to spend a little time with me going over some key areas that i feel will be of interest as we move on the path to working our way towards living our best life in africa before i get into the podcast proper I just want to remind you about my free online masterclass where I'll be taking you right back to the very beginning of identifying how you, the ordinary person, can identify where you can make your new money. The link to the registration page, if you'd like to join the masterclass, is at drasha.mykajabi.com forward slash, don't forget that, forward slash webinar. So that's drasha.mykajabi.com forward slash webinar. And I'll just spell it out for you. That's D-R-A-S-H-E-R dot M-Y-K-A-J-A-B-I dot com forward slash webinar. W-E-B-I-N-A-R. I'd love to see you there since I'm dealing with the number one question I am always asked, which is, where does an ordinary person like me start when thinking about trying to make additional money? So if that fits you, then I hope to see you there. This week, we're going to talk about the three don'ts and the three things we have to do that will help black people and new black entrepreneurs like yourselves on the road to starting new businesses. Now, if you cast your minds back to the very first podcast episode, I explained what the living your best life in Africa concept is all about. And one of the things that I talked about was the importance of making plans to live our best lives in Africa. And that to do this, we have to utilise our six to nine, our downtime, to make new money so that we can buy ourselves out of our plantation jobs or be able to position ourselves to have the life we choose rather than the life we feel trapped in. As I said at the time, to do this, we have to focus on new money. Why? Because if we had the money in our old money, we would have made the right moves by now. When I speak to African descent people, black people, about why they have not taken the plunge to start the thing that enables them to believe they can free themselves, what comes across all the time is the fear we use to hold ourselves back. The major fear that comes up is the fear of not being good enough or the fear of not doing enough to succeed. On top of this, there's also a fear that the plans we're making cannot or won't work, or the fear of not knowing where to start, or the fear that you're not going to do it right, or the fear that no one will be interested in your thing. 
or if I tell too many people about my idea and it doesn't work, then they'll laugh at me. And sometimes these fears are so loud in our head that they suffocate that spark of creativity and that burst of energy that is trying to drive us forward to take the plunge and start the thing that's going to help us to work towards our freedom. And when that happens, we can feel helpless against our own mind and the onslaught of our mind against our forward motion. Sometimes it feels like our mind tries to strangle the life out of our enthusiasm so that in the end we end up justifying why we should just sit down with a drink and watch TV because we worked hard that day in our nine to five. And as we're sitting down, we continue to justify why it's okay to vegetate after a seriously hard day's work at our two jobs as plantation worker or two jobs as plantation worker and parent or carer and our minds move away from breaking through some of those major fears we have about striking out and taking the plunge and I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing what I am saying is that too much of that will always get us the results that we are complaining about that result of feeling trapped in a life where we don't want to be If we continue to tell ourselves that we can't do it because we still have a day job or we might not make enough money to support ourselves or buy ourselves out of our job, then we stop thinking about what we need to do to start that thing, that thing that we've always wanted to do, to start that business or build that business. And before we know it, another year has gone past and we are back to trying to inspire ourselves with a New Year's resolution to make the year count this time. And we already know how that's going to play out because those New Year's resolutions are founded on old habits that have failed to work for us in the past. So instead of that, I want us to try and change our mindset and tell ourselves that everyone is an entrepreneur in the making. I want us to believe that if we have ever had a dream to build our best life in Africa, remember that's a metaphor for living the life of our dreams in the sun, then we are the entrepreneur that will make it happen because we are going to show up to plan to build our business that will make our dreams come true, that will turn our dreams into that reality. And to make that happen, we have to turn that belief into a forward motion, into an action that will deliver our successes. Now, the difficulty with that, uh, which is the title of this podcast, is that there are there are things that we do and things that we don't do that can undermine the forward motion we're trying to make. So I first want to look at the three things that we shouldn't do. The first thing is don't look at what other people are doing. You know, we always have a tendency to look at next man, next woman and see what they're doing and either, you know, use it to beat ourselves up or use it to say, do you know what? I had that idea first and now I'm seeing somebody else with my idea and I wish I'd done it. Sometimes we look at others to get inspiration also and that's okay. But don't let looking at other people lead you to not try or to compare yourself to others, to put yourself down 
or to make yourself feel that there's no space in the market for you because somebody else has already done what you wanted to do. Remember I told you the story in one of the earlier podcasts about my starting an online business in employment rights? Well, when I was first thinking about starting that business, I remember looking at some of the large trade unions that I had worked for. And then I found myself allowing myself to be completely intimidated by the size and the infrastructure of these huge organisations. I found myself telling myself that I could never match up to them And for years, I did nothing but stay in the nonsense of their thing instead of leaving to do my thing. At the time, I remember it all just felt too big for me. But I'm telling you, there will come a day when push comes to shove or an insult goes too far and the insecurities that you feel, similar to how I felt, will not matter. That day came for me. When I needed the union, I'd paid my just-in-case money. And when just-in-case came, there was no service and I'd had enough. And that was the push I needed to shove me into action because I knew I could provide a better service to myself and to anybody else who needed that service. I made that insult matter. And what I didn't do was get mad I decided in the end to get even. And the way I decided to get even was to feel my fear about not starting that business and do it anyway. So in a similar way, if you're feeling like that, focus on what you do really well and what you're passionate about and pitch yourself into a space where you can add the most value to the customers you want to reach. Remember to do the maths. You don't have to aim to be all things to all people. You only have to be that thing to those people you want to reach who are in your particular niche. Make sure you're comparing yourself to someone who is your equal. Don't do what I did and compare myself at the start to a huge trade union which had had 20 years of business. If you are starting at the beginning, then compare yourself with someone who is at the same starting point as you in your business. For me at the time, I did not see that I was comparing my start with no customers to a trade union with over a million members and they had a fully fledged business and I did not. I was being completely unfair to myself. So I'm telling you this so you don't make the same mistake that I did and put yourself off for the five or six years I put myself off from starting my business. The second don't is don't let others make you feel guilty for taking time to work on your business. We just have to accept that there will be people who will want to get in the way of the changes we're trying to make as new black entrepreneurs. And sometimes some of those people are real and sometimes some of those people are in our head and they're called insecurity or fear of failure. And they live in our head or they sit on our shoulders and sometimes we feed them or sometimes those insecurities and fears are fed by people who have their own reasons for trying to get in the way of us living our best life. Sometimes those reasons are positive, sometimes they're not, but nevertheless they get in the way. So try to distinguish whether it's you that is making yourself feel guilty 
for working on your plans for your business or whether you should genuinely feel guilty because of something you have done or not done because you've been spending time on your business. And then just correct it. Don't just put the business to one side and leave it there. Correct what the problem is and then go back to working on your business because it's important. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't waste energy fighting yourself. When you have to work, work. When you can work, work. When you get downtime, remember that six to nine? Try to make the best of it. When you have to be with family or when you have to be with friends or engage with community commitments, do that. But when you get that downtime, try to do as much as you can with the time that you have. The third don't is don't feel that other people are in charge of your dreams. Your dreams are fully yours to own and manifest. Don't hope that someone else will make your dream a reality because no one will love it and care about it the way you do. There is a saying that, you know, we shouldn't allow people to sit in the director's chair of our dreams because they haven't paid to be there. They haven't struggled. They haven't sweated. They don't have the same investment that we have. So why are we giving them top seats to drive our dreams? Nah, they can be passing commentators if they want, especially if their comments are going to help us. But they should not have an expensive seat directing our dreams. The dreams are ours. They belong to our heart. They're our desires. And it's us that has to fight for them. So your voice should be the biggest voice you hear, telling all who want to listen that you are going to do this thing. Don't let others put you off. There's a saying from a sister called Aisha Zula, who runs a business as a herbalist and a traditional healer. And what she says that resonates with me is that we can't control what pops up into our mind, but we can control how much we entertain it and how much energy we feed to those thoughts. So those are the three don'ts, but I don't want to end the session on a low. I want to end the session on a high. So let's look at three things all new black entrepreneurs should do to help build their success as we start that journey of building our businesses. The first thing I want to look at is making sure that if you are thinking of starting a business or you're in the early stages of that business, you find a community that will build you up. It is so important to surround yourself with people who can help you grow so that you are always around opportunities to help your business. If you're always the smartest person in the room when you're dealing with your business, then you're in the wrong group, no matter how comfortable it feels, because that group offers no challenges to help you grow. There is no one there who you can learn from, and so it will always take longer to move forward. Instead, Surround yourself with people who will inspire you and pull you up to the next level. There'll be a lot of people who you connect with who might not be in your inner circle, but their importance to you is that these kinds of people will be special to the special niche of business or the thing you want to be or do. And that's why I try to attend you know, really good black networking events and other types of networking events. Because 
you can always find that it puts you outside of your comfort zone. And I tend to program myself to say, do you know what? I'm going to learn one positive thing from this event. Or I tell myself there must be one positive nugget of information that I can take away that's going to help me or inspire me to think and to grow and to move forward in my business. So always try to find a community that will build you up. The second thing is to install daily habits that will help you to focus on your goal. You know, one of the things I try to do every morning, and I say try because some mornings I work such long days with the business and everything else that I'm doing that sometimes I just forget. So what I try to do is write my goals every morning and I write my goals as if I have achieved them. I find that when I do write my goals down as if I have achieved them, it channels another level of motivation inside of me because I can almost visualise the happiness that I feel when I've achieved that goal. So, for example, one of the goals that I write down is that I've written 30 books and all of them are successful. Now, I haven't. I've written five. But I know what it felt like to write the one. And so when I think about writing the 30, I know how I will feel. I know how I will want to feel when I get to that target. And so it motivates me to keep pushing forward. And these types of exercises help to strengthen your mindset so that you operate without seeing or being affected by obstacles that might get in your way that day. Your spirit and your resilience begin to take over and you begin to develop the kinds of resources and the strengths and you understand the moves you need to make both within and externally so that you can shift those obstacles out of the way and achieve the actions to achieve your goals. And action is important. Spirit and mindset alone, though they're important, it's not the whole game. You can have as much spirit and mindset as you like. If you don't put them to work and have actions to achieve, concrete steps that you can see that will get you to your goal, then you won't achieve anything. So you need to also build in the actions. We have to think about the steps we have to take to get our goals achieved. If you think about why you have a particular goal, that helps to drive your passion. Yes. But you have to go beyond that and think about the steps you need to take to achieve that goal. And I find that one of the easiest ways to do that is to say to myself, yeah, I've written 30 books. What are the steps I need to do to achieve that goal? And so I break it down. OK, I've written five books in employment rights in these particular areas. What are the missing areas? And then I identified the missing areas. And then each of those missing areas, I identified the things I wanted to achieve in that particular book. And then I broke down those achievements into chapters. And then I broke down what I needed to research in order to write those chapters and then I wrote the chapters and that's how I broke down the goal. So if you have a goal, break it down into achievable steps and work backwards from the goal. And that will give you some insight into what you have to do to achieve the goal. And it will also help to drive your passion. It gets you beyond the goal, just living on the paper and actually gives you some real concrete things that you can do to achieve your goal. 
And the third and final thing that I want to talk about is the importance of choosing to make time. That's the third do. Make that time. Since I've been doing the podcast and also having a social media presence, one of the questions that I get asked a lot is how are we expected to make time to achieve all these things when we have so many other competing priorities that get in the way? We have full-time jobs, sometimes two or three jobs. We've got children, we've got relationships, families, caring responsibilities, community responsibilities, and all these other things that get in the way. And sometimes the last person we feel we have time for is ourselves. Never mind building a business as well. But what I say is that to achieve your goals, to live your best life, you have to do something different. And just like buying yourself out of your plantation job means that you have to make new money to do that, then thinking about where that new money is going to come from, you have to do something to create that new money. And the easiest thing that you can do is to trade on what you know, what you do, what you like, what you don't like, and put that information to work for you. Because one of the biggest online markets now is the selling of content, the selling of what people know to other people who are always looking for that information that you have in your head or in a book somewhere. And so you have to choose to make the time to get that work done. And to make that time, you're going to have to make sacrifices. We all are. I think about myself, you know, I had so much writing to do that I started to go to bed at 9.30 like a 10-year-old. You know, I used to say to myself, how old are you, Asha? Ten. Going to bed at half nine. But what I was doing was getting up at four so that I could work two or three hours before starting my full-time job at the time. And although those two and three hours when I felt tired didn't feel like much when all I wanted to do was to go back to sleep, what I began to find was that when I added up those two and three hours over a week, it added up to 15 and 20 hours. And when I used to plan my goals for the week, I would say to myself, I just want to achieve that one thing for the week. And so when I put those 15 to 20 hours to work, I achieved lots of those one things. And when I put all of those things together, I began to see that I was making changes and I was beginning to see what I could achieve. So although the two and three hours might not seem a lot, I always felt like I was achieving something when I got started. And I know that if you adopt that strategy, you will feel the same too. Just target yourself to finish just one thing in your downtime in your six to nine. And if you can achieve just one thing, that will motivate you and inspire you to keep going. You know, we have to accept that if we're going to make that new money, through starting our own businesses, we're going to have to sacrifice some of the things we do in our six to nine periods, like going to bed late or watching TV or binging on a box set, playing video games and all the other things that we do during our six to nine. We have to knock some of those things on the head because success is about choosing between what we want right now and what we want the most. And if we focus on what we want the most, then we have to be prepared to make sacrifices so we can win at that. When we think about work-life balance, we have to include three things, not two. It's not the personal 
and the professional or the personal and the work balance. It's also the business balance as well, because making that new money is important. And if we don't make the time to achieve what's important to us, then all we are doing is just talking about it and the journey stops there. Sometimes it's good to think of yourself in January 2020, looking back over 2019 and doing an audit of your year. And you should want to see yourself as having achieved a bunch of one things that really inspire you to hit 2020 with a massive push so that you can achieve more one things. Don't let it be that we just talk because if we just talk, we will achieve the same thing as we've always achieved because we will have always done what we've always been doing. And to change that rut, we have to do something different. So those are the main things that I wanted to talk about today. And just to recap, we spoke about the three business don'ts that won't help us. And those were don't look at what other people are doing. Don't let others make you feel guilty for taking time to work on your business. And don't let other people sit in the expensive seats of your dream. You own those seats. The dreams are yours and are fully yours to own and manifest. So don't give anybody the opportunity to direct your show. And the three do's that we looked at, the first one was to surround ourselves or find a community that will build us up. It's okay to have a community of cheerleaders and supporters, but if we really want to grow, we have to find communities that will challenge us. The second thing is to install daily habits that will help us to emphasise those goals. And the third thing, the final thing, is to choose to make the time. If we're going to get something new, we have to do something new or we have to add something new. There will always be competition for your time. But the key thing is to use your downtime wisely, because if you can do that, then you will always have some time to do something, even if you achieve just one small thing towards your goal. On a final note, don't forget that if you want to join me on the webinar, you do have to register and you can register at drasha.mikajabi.com forward slash webinar. I'll put a link to the webinar in the show notes. All you need to do is to scroll down to the bottom of the show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast and you'll find a live link there. So all you do is click that live link and it will take you straight to the webinar registration page. So that's all I wanted to say this week and I hope you got something out of the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Sometimes it feels like I'm here talking to myself, but I know that you're out there listening and I'm hoping that some of what I have to say will resonate with you so that you can begin to take action. I wish you a really great day and a blessed week and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now.